Hi, this is Chris Cluey, and you're listening to Best Threesome Ever. Welcome to Best Threesome Ever, a podcast discussing all things revolving around nerdy pop culture. Probably not what you were expecting, but it's just as fun. Now here are your hosts, Nick, Rob, and Kevin. Had everyone been this mad about Joe Piscopo being on Star Trek? All right, here we go. Best threesome ever. Episode 149 brought to you by Heroic Goods and Games and Jaybird Wines. I'm Nick. I'm Rob. I'm Kevin. And here we are. Yeah. <laughs> it's very military uh, precision. Your, um, your, your big jug of liquid right there. <laughs> purple stuff. Please is it tell purple me, stuff? Please tell me it's alcoholic. I wish. Oh. No, it is disappointing. But it's, also, it's like it's purple stuff. It's so hey, you get half points. Generic crystal light. Milk, sunny D, purple stuff. Yeah. See, I say purple stuff, nobody gets it. And you guys get me. I said soda, purple stuff. Oh, hey, sunny D. Okay, there we go. I, I didn't have any sunny D, so I had the purple stuff. Yeah, I get it. And I will collect half points for that because I understood that it was a reference. I didn't understand what the reference was from until sunny Kevin D. said the whole commercial. Yeah. That's what I'm here for. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, purple stuff. I'm drinking purple stuff. You know, trying to be healthy and drink water that's flavored with crystal light. Oh, generic crystal light. Sure. No, I get it. I'm doing the same thing, so no worries. As you drink a Mountain Dew? Aside from this, this is the only uh, Mountain Dew I've had in two weeks. Oh, I'm impressed. I try to limit mine to like one soda a day. Mm. It doesn't always... Work out that way, but yeah, I I keep one of the little Mio squeeze bottles nearby. No. I have I have like the big giant one that I, I've I've been trying used. that. But uh, two to th- two, sometimes three, if I'm just having a fucking day. But I've uh, I found that I since I keep my room an ice box, sure, because my window is always open. Um, and the days have swung wildly between gorgeous <laughs> right? and whatever this bullshit is. <laughs> um. So I just keep a case of like small bottles of water, like mm-hmm. the 10, 8 to 10 ounces, yeah. <clears throat> depending upon the brand. Uh, I just keep a case of them by my, by my desk. Mm. Um, and so I just reach over, grab one, nice cold water. I was going to say, they're nice and crispy cold because they're right next to the window. No, no, no. They're, 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 there's a crowbar separation. Oh, okay. Mm. But I mean, they're, they're still cool, below room temperature. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I like this one because it acts as both shaker and like it's got a little spout on it so you can close it up so it's easy to... Drink out of it. It doesn't spill all over the place. Yeah, we just. Uh, I know it's not economical to just have all those little tiny bottles of water, or, or ecological, but our water and white bears butts. <laughs> water in St. Paul's all right. Our little Canada water. What I don't know. I think we get it from St. Paul. This has been liquid consumption. <laughs> best threesome ever. Brought no. to you by Stuff. Sorry, yeah. purple stuff. Purple stuff. Purple stuff. There you go. There you go. Uh, some things to talk about, I suppose. Here there was an event on Sunday where things happened and the internet can't shut up about it. It's yeah, so we'll true. get to that. <laughs> we'll get to that and then we'll, we'll cover some other stuff and then we'll get to that. Because, I mean, we talked about it if we want to talk about it. And I guess we have to because it's all about movies and awards and stuff. But it's kind of what our show's about someday. Right. So. And unfortunately, there was an event that happened within the event. Yeah. It's like 14 event breaks. <laughs> really glad Power Dog didn't win. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. 
Uh, well, real quick, talking about that, uh, apparently Elliot Page's Umbrella Academy character is going to come out as transgendered. Yeah. Yes. Uh, they're going to change from uh, to Vanya to Victor. Yeah. And Gerard Way, the the creator of the comic itself, is the person who announced this. Um, Elliot was more than happy to continue playing Vanya, uh, but Gerard and the and the show creator said, "Hey, I mean, I know you said you're okay with it, but what if?" And uh, Elliot said that was he was cool with it. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds fine. I would I would like that. Thank you. <laughs> and and so Gerard is the one who announced it. So I don't know why people are crying about it. They're like, how could you just change comic book characters? Well, the to, creator to, did to, to suit the the actor. I'm like, the creator did. Yeah, yeah. It's his to change. However he wants. Right. Uh, uh, it's theirs to change. I'm talking about Gerard Way. So am I. When? I, um. I, oh God. About a year or so ago. Yeah. Like. It, they uh, Gerard Way had said something about non-binary. I swear to God, this happened. Oh my God, I'm going to look it up. Uh, speaking of that, and I'm sure we'll bounce back and forth, but like it was. Did anybody else get kind of? I don't know. Maybe it's just a personal thing, but when they showed like the 28th anniversary of the movie Juno, and then they brought out uh, Elliot Page and. Um, was it J.K. Yeah, J.K. Simmons and what's her name? And it was like he they he they. Um, You're right. I'm sorry. Well, that would technically be theirs. Anyway, continue. I, I was just like, so obviously Elliot has always felt like he has been Elliot the entire you know for quite a long time. So I wonder how he feels like watching a movie or seeing scenes where. He was not Elliot at the time, and I mean, I'm sure there. He's like, oh, it's you know, it's who I was at that time, and I know what I felt on the inside. You know, like I mean, I'm not trying to like make it weird. No, but- no, no, no. I I understand what you're saying, and you know what, Elliot Page to me seems like the kind of person who is just like, is at least um, pragmatic about the about right. the idea of like, yeah, that's that that's what it used to be. Now it's not so much. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, he did say that it was one of the best scripts he ever read and enjoyed making it. And it's a very weird movie. I thought it was a very weird time in my life. So I was actually very impressed. Um, I had the a new PlayStation sale started today, um, and it's got some absolute bangers on it too. You should check it out. Okay, um, including uh, the Ghost of Tsushima and some mm. other things. And um, but anyway, um, I noticed that uh, Beyond Two Souls was on there, ah. uh, the video game starring Elliot and Willem Dafoe. Right, um, and so I clicked into it, curious, uh, curious as to what it would say, because you know the the game has always been very boastful about its 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 two lead actors, and uh, in the PlayStation Store synopsis, they changed it to Elliot Page. No, good for that. That's great. That is great. Yeah. Speaking of other casting things, we got a lot of casting stuff here. Apparently, Christina Ricci is going to be in the new Wednesday Adams. Yes. Yeah. But as not, not Wednesday Adams. Correct. Which as I'm fine with. Unknown character unknown at the moment, character. but a regular mm-hmm. regular season. Uh, but more importantly, Luis Guzman is is Gomez. <laughs> yes, he is. And I couldn't be more fucking excited about that. <laughs> I love that man. He he's one of those he's one of those actors that's always kind of flown just a little bit under the radar, but every time he turns in a performance, it is the his absolute best. And regardless of the quality of the thing around him, his performance is always really, really good. It is. Uh which is funny because I was just and I don't know why I'm rewatching it, but I am, but I started back on season one of NYPD Blue and 
Luis Guzman is Nicholas plays Nicholas Totoro's father uh, in an episode where they have to go deal with his other brother, his younger brother who has a drug addiction and blah blah blah. But Luis Guzman is in it. And I'm just like, it, th- so this was nine. Season one was ninety three. He pretty much looks the same except less like gray hair. I mean, but he pretty much looks the same. And it was just kind of like a weird thing because you think, man, he must have been younger back then. But because, uh, I mean, they're not, I don't think they're the same age, but to play his father in 93, just, it, I don't know. That whole age thing, though, I don't know. I don't know what my point is there. <laughs> to be fair, Luis Guzman's career has been punctuated by the fact that he has looked perpetually 45. I was going to say 45 <laughs> to 55 <laughs> yeah. for the past 30 years. Yeah, And Nicholas yeah. Totoro is supposed to be like the young like 20-year-old sure. up and coming. So, I mean, yeah. I guess that would make... I mean, not so great for, for Luis Guzman when he was, you know, 30-something and playing 45-year-olds, but like he's obviously aged into the role. Now, so he's, now he's doing great. Now right. he's doing great. Now yeah. he's probably playing a, just slightly younger than himself. Right. Yeah. But, um, yeah, and C- Catherine Zeta-Jones, who... We we haven't heard much of in the past few years right. is, is going to be Morticia, right? Yeah. Huh. Hmm. Hmm. All I know is that <laughs> she gave her husband cancer once. She, sure. <laughs> <laughs> According to her husband. Uh, yeah, Catherine Data Jones. I, I don't know how I feel about that, but I, you know, I I'm it fine a, with that. That sounds good. Yeah. Was it? Uh, who was it played played Morticia in the movie? Was uh, what's her name? The big famous actress. I can't think of her name. That big famous actress, <laughs> Angelica Houston. Yep, Angelica that's Houston. the there one. There it is. It's Angelica. I Houston. was also struggling to find the name. So I, I, and I, Raul Julia. No, oh, he was so good. So he, good. He was so good. He's not Gomez, as far as I'm concerned. He was an amazing Gomez. He was he was an amazing version of Gomez. <laughs> I think Luis Guzman is a little closer to well, the way Guz, and, uh, Gomez should be. Because Gomez but. should always be a little portly and a little... Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, he, he had the flair for it. And, yeah, uh, he did. And then after Adam's family, he decided to do a movie so bad it killed him. So... <laughs> Thanks, Street Fighter. I don't think that's... Uh, yes, that's right. That's correct. Yeah. With um, Ming-Na Wen as Chun Li. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, speaking, by the way, of uh, of actors and, as it turns out, actors stepping away for various health reasons. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Bruce Willis is stepping away from acting. Thank God. Due to uh, a medical condition known as aphasia. Correct. Which uh, basically is a neurological condition that affects the way you communicate. So yep. he's, he's, mm-hmm. he's stepping away, and that's, um, man... We're never going to see another uh, just a, right. a great masterpiece right. such as uh, uh, Shut up. He's Hard been in Kill, some, he's been in some amazing uh, movies. Breach, just Cosmic the, Sin, oh Out God. of Death. Don't make me talk about Cosmic Sin again. I will. Survive the Game. It was Apex, so bad. Deadlock, Fortress, American Siege, okay, so yes. Alley, A Day to Die. The I past, literally just listed all of the direct-to-video ones the, that he's done the recently. The past few years, his, his, uh, his repertoire has been absolute dog shit. But let's he's he's been in some of our favorite movies of all time. Absolutely. Die Hard 2. I swear to god. <laughs> speaking of <laughs> speaking of characters played by Dennis Franz, he was in Die Hard 2. He played the cop. I was going to say um, G.I. Joe 2. Uh, oh yeah, no, 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 no that's good. I, Moonlighting was actually my very first introduction to him was Moonlighting. I very distinctly remember watching Moonlighting. Okay. With, I don't remember 
I was very young, so I don't remember like what the whole plot. I just remember them being always arguing. Him and um, uh, Sybil Shepherd. Sybil Shepherd. Yeah, they would just be like, "Fine, fine." Slam the door, and what's her name was their secretary with uh, Booger was the secretary's boyfriend. I feel like I might have been introduced to his voice before I was introduced to him. As oh, an actor. look who's talking. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> As it turns out, I also remember watched Look Who's Talking for the first uh, introduction to Bruce Willis. I was I was excited to have see him or not see or I guess hear him in that movie because uh, one it was a movie I could see and B and two uh, it was like oh it's a guy from Moonlighting. And then they make it wasn't Roseanne Barr the sure. other the, uh, the no. little sister not at first <laughs> not at first and who, Look Who's Talking two that's what I was talking about oh but at the end of Look Who's Talking it was not. Roseanne Barr, it was Joan Rivers. Oh. And in Look Who's Talking to, Joan Rivers was recast uh, with Roseanne Barr. Gotcha. And of course, there's yeah. always that. I forgot there was a sister in the end of the first one. Steve so. Gutenberg. Yeah. Joke's on you. Um, was that Gutenberg or was that Travolta? Uh, Tra- Travolta and Kirstie Alley. Yep, that's what I thought. Okay. Oh, I'm thinking of th- Three Men and a Baby. That's what yep. I'm thinking of. Sorry. Never mind. This is good. A different uh, rom com involving babies. <laughs> right. All coming out around the same time. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Yeah, I guess and babies were the, the thing. Oh, you know what? I take it back. That was not the first time. Uh-oh. I was introduced to him as an actor first because I went with my mom to go see Pulp Fiction in the movie theater. But Pulp Fiction was way after. After Look Who's Talking? Yes. Was it? Yes. I think so. I it was before. No, look, uh, Pulp Fiction's like 95, 96? 94. 94, yeah. Maybe yeah. 94. Oh, then maybe it was. Because I don't think I... Oh, yeah, it totally was. And I don't think I saw any of this stuff before that. But Pulp Fiction with your mom, huh? I saw Pulp Fiction with my mom. So obviously she had to cover my eyes when that guy was getting blasted in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she covered your eyes for. I think that was the only part. <laughs> Which is I fu- turned out fine. With... <laughs> All right. Uh, follow up question. Sir. Did you? <laughs> yeah. Uh, which is funny because I saw uh, my mom. I think it was for my birthday. I want to say my mom took me to see Young Guns Two, which is not a horrible movie, but there is that scene where what's her name walks out butt naked and her butt's just there. Like, there's a butt. Yeah. The, the redhead um, madam that they come they go see. Oh sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ah, it's a horrible movie. Anyways, <laughs> it's so it's so uh, historically inaccurate. It's it's not funny. But they're but cowboys. That's exactly why it's funny. Oh, I guess they're cowboys. Um, and on steel horses they ride. It's true story. Bon Jovi did do the entire soundtrack for that. Credited for the entire soundtrack. They're wanted. Which, wanted. But that's not the song from the movie. Dead or alive. Yeah, it is. It's no, it is not. N- the first one? The second one. Oh, well. Bon Jovi, bon Jovi did the soundtrack for the second movie, uh, but that is not the song that he did. That was that was off Slippery When Wet. Uh, the song that he did was... Fuck. I can't even think of the name of the song. I can picture the video. Hey, where they're standing on the cliff, and then there's like a movie, and he's like strumming the guitar in like a vest and jeans and cowboy boots. Very Got weird. a 16 year old <laughs> it's not dead or alive. It's uh, 
Young guns. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm trying to go through the lyrics in my head to be like, what's the name of that fucking song? We, Blades of ha- Glory. Blades of Glory. Right. There it is. That's the song from the I thought movie. that was on Blades of Glory. No, it's on. <laughs> can we can we check Rob's level? He's a he's a little spicy today. Am I? Oh, goodness. Yeah. Is that better? I have be no loud. idea. Do something loud. <laughs> be loud. It's better. I'll be loud. Yeah, it's better. Okay, there you go. Uh, Blaze of Glory help. was the title song. Blaze, Blaze of Glory. Blaze, like I'm going to blaze it up. Yeah, yeah. I also heard Blades of Glory. I know. Yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, Blaze of Glory. That's the name of the song. And then uh, Bon Jovi's actually in it for all of two seconds. He's the first guy that climbs out of the little pit when they're in the with the they, they're escaping from the prisoner pit and he gets shot like right away. So oh, he's in it for a total of, like thirty seconds. Oh yeah, I remember that. The movie I totally saw. <laughs> I'm a big Bon Jovi fan. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> and a big fan of cowboy movies. So what, what I mean, you, you can't go wrong with a good cowboy movie, but frankly, for me, as far as modern cowboy films go, Silverado tops it. Mm. Are you being facetious? No, I'm being serious. Oh, okay. I love Silver. I think Silverado is the perfect modern cowboy film because it does everything that like the old films from the 50s and 60s did but with like a good modern twist and just sort of like with with modern filmmaking techniques used correctly and and I thought it, they made a good western out of that. Mm. I thought it was a good film. Have either of you seen The Harder They Fall? Uh, not yet. Yes, I was not impressed. But the, oh, it's fine. You don't have to be. I mean, I, I was allowed ex- to have terrible taste sometimes. I was expecting much better from um, that cast that they had because it's an awesome cast and parts of it are great. And then again, it's like these are real people. I mean, this the, all these people really existed and they kind of screw up history by putting them in situations that they were technically never in. But they're all real people. <clears throat> but I did not enjoy it. Sorry. Hmm. All right. Did you enjoy it? I did quite a bit. Okay. Because I don't care if it's a little historically inaccurate for the sake of fun. Oh, well, I'm not. It wasn't the the part that ruined it for me. It just was not. I just didn't enjoy the movie. I was sad when the Black Power Ranger got killed. I know. I was sad. I like the. I like the. I liked. um, I like. RJ Siler. Yeah. Okay. I like. Played the the Black Power Ranger who played the Blue Ranger. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I like Zazie Beetz character and me her, too and her uh, her bouncer who's an actress I can't think of the name of the lady that stands at the yeah, door yeah I know who you're talking about but yeah Zazie Beetz was a lot of fun on that yeah yeah see when you say a lot of fun I feel like you're you're that's that's a euphemism for sh- shows some skin no oh okay no okay. Danielle Deadweiler thank you Cuffy right yes yeah Danielle yeah. Deadweiler that name sounds familiar. Was she in Orange is the New Black? Mm, no. No, but she was... Um, <sighs> she was in Watchmen. She wasn't the lead, but she was in mm. it. Um, the, the newer one. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Yeah, the series. Um, I was trying to think of other things she's been in. She's been in a lot of movies. like Dead Air, um, Dead Air. Yeah, it's been lots of stuff. I'm just trying to find like something that's like, oh yeah, that's that that's what she's from. Sure. I feel there might have been like a TV show 
She had a significant part. I don't remember what it is off the top of my head. I don't know if anybody ever watched the haves and the have nots, she was in that for a very long time. Nope. No, I did not. Uh, I am also not the target audience for that, though. So. Mm. Dead air. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, thought you, Dead I air. thought you were looking up the. Any? No, I did. did she, like I said, she's been in stuff, but nothing yeah. like. I'm like, oh yeah, fucking fucking a man. Oh yeah, <laughs> fucking a man. <laughs> fucking a Peterman. Um, yeah, another casting news. Uh, Christopher Lloyd got cast, and he's joining the cast of Mandalorian season three. Yeah, so yeah. that'll be fun. That will be fun. He's probably got to go. Oh, they're going to time travel. He's got to go back and save Mando's past yet again. Uh, bringing Star Trek actors into Star Wars. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> I bet. And I bet uh, Filoni and Happy Hogan are just like, I'll fucking do it again. (laughs) In Christopher Lloyd's defense, he was arguably in the best odd-numbered film. Yeah. Yes. Of of the originals, yes. Of the originals, yes. Not including, not not moving towards, like, next gen or anything. I always felt, though, with that one, like... In all of them, in the line of those movies, like that had like the worst special effects, like especially like when they're the the planet is blown apart and like they're well, it was nineteen eighty four. I know, but in comparison to even uh, the other ones, even uh, uh, the, sec- uh, the second one was Rapid better, had better, be- better graphics, uh, com- you know, better special effects than this one did. It's been a hot minute. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm I would going have to go the back original and watch. series right now, and then I'm gonna move my way up to the movies. Mm-hmm. I actually did watch the first movie <sighs> not too long ago. God, that movie fucking sucks. It does very much. Still not the worst Star Trek film. Mm, I would rather watch. I think I'd rather watch five. I would rather watch. Five. <laughs> at least I, I would. Too. At least five, I can laugh at. Yeah, and have a good time laughing yep. at it. Star Trek One is boring. Yep. It's got that pedophile. Yep. It's got that girl that died. Yep. Star Trek One is just fucking sad, man. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather watch Five than the original. It, twice on Sundays. Too. That fucking twenty-minute fucking flying around the Enterprise scene. Holy shit! Can we wrap it up? <laughs> <laughs> they were like really proud one. of their model. <laughs> they, were. they sure fucking were. <laughs> Like we get it, you read, you, you got it, you got the new, only new cells. thing great that Star Trek One has that that no other Star Trek has that is a shining beacon of joy is a bearded, like medallion chain wearing polyester suit wearing McCoy, yeah, and yeah. it's fucking glorious. Yeah, that's a good. He point. looks like he just came in from a porno, and I love him. <laughs> that's a good point. It's a very good. Speaking point. of the movies, it was fun to see that one guy reprise his role in Picard. <laughs> yes. Oh. Uh. Oh God. And I even looked it up to make sure I got the name, and I am completely escaping me now. My favorite part of it was not only did he reprise the role, but she asked him to turn it down, and he like grabs his neck and is like, <laughs> "I know." Yes, Kevin? I have an issue with that. Did you? I have a huge... Now, it can possibly be timey-wimey explained, but not... It It takes a lot of mental gymnastics to explain it. Uh, do we want to get into this? Because I'm, I'm going to be a minute on this. We're going we're gonna to talk about Star Trek Picard, and it's going to have a spoiler from episode two. Um, three? Yeah, we can, because, I mean, we're kind of done with all the casting stuff, and we're going to talk about Discovery and Picard and 
Let's fucking rock and roll. Right, okay. So uh, a lot of people have issue with the fact that Guinan uh, does not recognize Jean-Luc Picard, even though he went back in the past and met her when, in the what are the 1890s when she was with Mark Twain. Basically, the reason why she doesn't remember him is because he came back from an alternate future where that time travel never happened. That's why she doesn't remember him. Now, in order to keep this continuity, that that the fact that the humans are dicks and that they never would have befriended the Vulcans, uh, that that's the fact that Kirk would have never come back in time with Spock. Now, they probably would have had to still come back in time because the probe still would have come. They would have still needed those oils, so they still would have gone back in time. But for that, they would have still needed Spock to do because that was the whole point of their discussion with doing it with the War Queen is that they did it with Spock. Now, the mental gymnastics are is that you could possibly say that, oh, well, maybe that we tried to have a tenuous friendship at first and Kirk and Spock were still friends and they still were aboard the Enterprise together. They did still go back in time. He still did the pinchy thing. But all I'm saying is that it kind of rocks the boat of the whole, this is a slightly different timeline thing uh, when you have one time travel that happened and one time travel that didn't happen. I do. Alternately... Maybe that time travel. <laughs> Regardless, maybe that time travel. Let's wait for the judges' vote on this. <laughs> Ooh, a four point five from the Russian. Shut up. <laughs> I was going to say the Russians didn't score them very high. Um, and yeah, but like, yeah. My last name is Ukrainian. Of course they wouldn't. Mm-hmm. You, you still got average of a nine point eight though. So Ooh, you're, it's a you're, spicy it's a joke. Score. It's a good score. It was a spicy joke. <laughs> good score. Uh, so, seriously, uh, my last name is the Smith of Ukraine. It is the yeah. number one last name in the really? Ukraine. Mm-hmm. I believe you. Yeah. I and I also for, speaking of the Ukraine real quick. I also forgot that Mila Josevich was from Mila Josevich. <laughs> Mila Kunis. <laughs> Mila Kunis <laughs> is from Ukraine. I love that. She I sure knew exactly is. what he meant too. Because <laughs> somebody somebody at work was talking. We were talking about something in acting. And Bob was like, "Oh yeah, look at the Mila Kunis is Russian." I'm like, "She's from Ukraine, you dumb fuck." Oh, people are dumb. Well, so this, you know, well, then why does she speak Russian? <sighs> Here, here's some history for you, son. Okay. Anyways, and this was a coworker. Um, anyways, uh, but conversely, uh, possibly uh, to I understand your mental gymnastics, oh. which I was listening to intently. Um, that uh, wow. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna. Can you spell it from that way from now on? Uh, I do on my Twitter. Do you? Yeah. Awesome. It's, it's fantastic. Um, maybe but your that, name was anglicized when it came over. I'm sh- well, yeah, yeah. Well, it must have because when they came over to Canada. <laughs> yeah, but I'm, they still. I'm one quarter Canadian on my father's side, just like Barney Stinson. <laughs> Perhaps conversely, uh, that event still transpired in both universes. It just it wasn't successful in the alternate verse because had it been successful both times, because at that time they were still like happy go lucky Starfleet, yay, um, which doesn't seem to jive with the alternate timeline that they're the Picard timeline. Um, but it still could have happened. And I'm, I'm wondering if they're going to do any kind of explanation. Like maybe the, the Klingon no. war is what, what, what fucked everyone uh, up. Yeah, maybe like the, like the, the catalyst was still in 20, uh, 24, but that affected how uh, the humans approach the Klingon war. Right. Um, and so maybe that is when we went, you know what? All aliens are dicks. Vulcans. Fuck you. Uh, Kirk and Spock immediately started punching each other in the face. Mm, of course, as you would. Or in the butt, <laughs> as you would. So I don't know, maybe. But uh, so that's my little. <laughs> that's that's what's been on my mind about Picard ever since I saw that episode. Like that, I, I of course was like the Leonardo DiCaprio pointing at the screen. <laughs> like, eh, eh, eh. Oh, I did. Oh, I did it too. You know, like surprisingly, I'm usually the overthinker with things like that, and now it's kind of funny that I, I didn't even think about that. 
How's even though it, it should have been very obvious. How's it look from this side of the fence? <laughs> it's kind of nice. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's kind of nice. It's like, wow, my you, brain took my, yeah, my, I, I my usually, Welcome welcome to my side, friend. It's fun over just, here. Uh, I kind of let that, that shit go. But yeah. for, for some reason, that one, because, and I think the reason why I've been focusing is on, on it is there's so many people who didn't understand why Guinan and Picard didn't know each other. And they've been complaining about it. And I've had to kind of be like okay, it's really obvious actually this is why yeah yeah no and that's a good reason but it does break down uh kirk thatcher's role as mm-hmm. punk on the bus yeah or i mean or somebody Phenomenal. could say well when he went back with the mark twainy time uh guinan was still looking like guinan and this is obviously a younger looking guinan but obviously they've said that you can they can control how old or young they look which was a very funny, which I thought was a throwaway I, line. I just, I just think they wanted her to look young again, right? And, but can uh, like shout out to this girl for sounding exactly like Whoopi Goldberg, right? Yeah. Fuck, yeah. she's yeah. perfect. Yeah, yep. uh, which uh, I again, I thought was a throwaway line when they, she said that in the in the episode where they meet, and then now I'm like, oh, now I know why you said that. Okay, we can control how we. Okay, you set it up, gotcha. <laughs> It was a setup I, line, not a throwaway I, line. I still would have even needed it. No, I, I would have just been like, yeah, okay. Yeah, they're an alien race that fucking live for thousands of years. I can change the way they look. She had to blend in with the 2024 20, crowd. But I still think they, they could have just thrown Whoopi Goldberg in there and given her the the, you know, the, the Vaseline filter they've given Luke and and, uh, and Data and all that thing, and I would have right. not sure. cared. Right. But uh, I, I also get why. they wanted They wanted her to look... Like a, like a young black woman in the 21st century with the, uh, the, a healthy amount of right uh, irritation to match. Right. Um, so do you think uh, the doctor that um, Chris got uh, arrested with, do you think she's somehow related to him in the, like... Oh, is she part of the grandmother paradox? God, I hope so. <laughs> I hope not, because they were making eyes at each other, and, right? And it's it's funny because every time they've interacted in the show, I have I have shouted multiple times, "Rios, you can't bang the the past lady. It's you can't. <laughs> <laughs> you don't seem to care." <laughs> or is she going to be like, "Oh, we're going to have to take you with us for some weird reason? I don't know why they would have to, but like pull, the, a, pull a Star Trek four, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah." I have uh, nothing here. I mean, there, there, there's been hella references to four so far. In, no, there's in this a ton series. of them. Like, <laughs> like they've been really back referencing a lot, but like the the four references in that last episode were strong. It's it's pretty clear that that is a, a big piece of in, inspiration for the mm-hmm. for the season. Um, yeah. Okay, let's talk about it. I hope the watcher is Sarah Silverman. No. The, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I would love that. Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> Didn't they already introduce the Watcher? They did, technically. Well, the, uh, I've, we've only seen Avatars, I thought. Oh, no, it's Laris, but it's I'm, Laris. Still, I'm still not 100% sure that's actually the Watcher. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know. Or maybe either. it is, because it was a round-eared yep. Laris, so who knows? Hiding her Vulcanus? Romulanness. Romulanness. Um, but speaking of Romulans... We have to talk about it. We do. That our, our precious bean is dead. Our precious bean is well, dead. Well, that's the thing is they, with setting up the fact that they came back from an alternate future where if they fix things, all of those events will be undone. He will not have been shot in the bad future because it never existed. Yes. So if they that's fix what things, I'm hoping. he'll be okay. Yeah. 
but they, they were, can't do that to us. He's the he's the best. He's, yeah, he's my special he's, boy. He's the moral center of the show, and and watching. I appreciate watching. Um, oh no, Agnes. Michelle Hurd's character. Who's Michelle Hurd? Rafi. Rafi, thank you, because uh, the. This is motivating Rafi's uh, storyline the whole way, and I love that. And she's going to fall off the deep end at some point during this se- season. She already kind of is. But, yeah. What are you going to say? Nick? I was just trying to think about this whole timeline thing and that I understand what they're saying, but he he was pulled out of that timeline much as they were. So if he dies, he's dead. He's not going to come back. He can't. It's impossible because he was pulled out of that universe. No, the time ripple. The the shot will be unfired. Um, that that is how Star Trek has always kind of done their timey wimey oh, bullshit. Yeah, okay. yeah, I was just thinking in the general scheme of okay, um, unless they need a storyline for something else, and then their timey wimey bullshit is something completely different. Because like I'm, I'm thinking of like, because <laughs> <laughs> you think of it like, well, then why wasn't Black Widow back when the Avengers came back? Because they went back in time, uh, and she should have been alive because she died in the past because she was taken out of that universe, and it doesn't matter what happened because she's dead. Regardless. No, she was killed in the present. No, they went back in time because they had to get the time stone. Oh, they didn't. You're right. Or the soul stone. You're right. Because the, the, the stones work different in a different reality. <laughs> yeah. They even said different so. Universe, different no, but you're, you were, I, you're, I think your answer of that's how Star Trek's always done it makes, you know, most like Back to the Future where, oh, Jennifer's fine sleeping on that porch because time's just changing around she her. She is yeah. clearly not fine. She looks completely different. <laughs> well, and, and technically they, they come back like almost funny. instantaneously as the time that they left. So really she's just there. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, because <laughs> they were gone for like a couple of days. Like she's sleeping for two days. What? No. <laughs> Anyways, it's fine. Right. Back to the future. <laughs> <sighs> so that was Picard. I'm still enjoying Picard, and I hate it when they fucking end an episode. I'm like, you motherfuckers! Because now oh, you fucking no, bring I back wanna, Elnor. I want to binge this shit. Yeah, yeah. same. I I do kind of want to binge Picard a little harder. Um, Discovery ended. Discovery did end. end. And you got your Tilly back. I did. For an episode. All right. Two episodes. But she was back. You're back well, I, you know, I consider those. It was a oh, two-parter, basically. Okay. Yeah, right. you're right. Yeah. And she, you know, she saved the world. Literally. Saved the world. Sure did. Very precious bean. Yeah. She's very smart. Very fun. Ted Cruz had an aneurysm on Twitter. He did not appreciate <laughs> Stacey Abrams being the president of Earth. This is just a fucking show, dude. Chill the fuck out. I, I... Uh, like, who do you want? Fucking Ted Nugent? Like, fu- come on. <laughs> yes, he does, first of all. Ugh. But second of all, uh, I am not convinced he knows what that's from. He just pulled a clip and uh, he pulled a still and went, oh, this looks weird and, and sort of dystopian. I'm going to fuck with everything. And, and was doing no, it for I Twitter think, cloud. I think somebody told him what, what was going on. And Stacey Abrams was playing the president of Earth. I don't think he watches Discovery. Because that, that show is way too leftist. Yep. Yeah. Like all of Star Trek is, but Discovery especially. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, that's why I'm like, why, why do you even care, dude? You, you, don't, you can't be like, I'm a fan of Star Trek. No, you're not. I can see him being a fan of Star Trek, but like, you know, Shatner and Riker swinging their dick around Star Trek. Oh, yeah. right, yeah. And just fair. all of the, you know, the subtle leftism in Star Trek The Next Generation being completely lost at him because he gets to see, you know, Deanna try and crush her in weird leotards. Yeah. <laughs> but his favorite episode is the Barkley <coughs> one. Which Barkley one? The first one. Oh. The, 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 um, holodeck fantasy one i bet that's his favorite episode i like the one where he turns into a spider when the barkley turns into a spider yeah the oh, evolution episode oh god i hate that's that one, one of my favorite creepy. episodes of star trek the next generation it's so fucked up and it's funny because i loved it when i was a kid because it scared the shit out of me and for the longest time i never saw it again because like i never caught it when i was in syndication and then finally when it went on streaming i was like oh it's, it's fucking time and, and like it holds up <laughs> as being <laughs> fucking creepy it's not a. That's not a Crusher episode. That's not Doctor Crusher. That's when they had Doctor Plasky, isn't it? No, Crusher's in it. Yeah, it's it's later. Yeah, it's like yeah. Deanna Troy turns into a fish, and Worf turns into a big Triceratops looking thing. Yeah, yeah. Yep. fucking yep. rules. Rhino Man or uh, more or less creepy than uh, Janeway Salamander. Way more, right. way more. Um, but the the scariest moment in Star Trek that for me when I was a kid was the when they were recreating like a scene that happened on the holodeck, and there were the computer mentioned that there 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 were people out of sight, and so he's like, "Can you use like shadow casting and the oh, way yeah. the light is to to make forms that it made like these like lanky shadow people?" Eight year old, seven year old, whatever. Kevin was not about that. I, <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> I remember that one. That was one. Uh, was not the episode. Mm, was that the episode where the uh, Forge got turned into something weird? Kind of yeah, where he got like the the yeah. veiny yeah. creepy thing going on. Yeah, yeah that was a fucking dope ass episode. Yeah, and then he was on the planet. and He became like a lizard or something. I don't know. So Star Trek Discovery. <laughs> <laughs> it ended. It was good. It ended. It was okay. good. Yeah. I was very happy with it. Um, I I I do have one complaint. Okay, and that's they never ended up asking the Ten C what their fucking name is, but whatever. Yeah, they got their own name for it. Why? Why change it? Why would we need to read? Why would we want to call them what they're supposed to be called? Was it species? You had me for a hot second there. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> well that is the first well half. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I just I wish it. What, what are you called? I don't yeah. Know. But they were cool. They were like big fucking Cthulhu Metroids. I like yeah. that. <laughs> they nice. were. Um, kind of wish Shepard Book had stayed dead, but um, watching the emotional roller coaster um, that uh, Sonequa Martin-Green went through. Yeah. Um, that was fucking acting. Yep. That was believable. It was... Mm-hmm. Uh, it was real it was raw where she went from about to lose her mind to collecting herself and having to be a captain to seeing him again and it was that was very impressive yeah it well and it yeah because it, hmm. <laughs> classic nick is having emotions well because because she was raised you know on vulcan and, and like the first and i realized that she's human and she's always kind of stuck to her human side but it was kind of not so much the Spock thing, because he's literally half Vulcan. Um, but like in the first... She seemed... 
the first couple seasons, she was very stoic and very Vulcan. And then yeah. the, the last couple seasons, she's been a lot more emotional yeah. because she's finally in a place where she can actually let that out. And I understand that. And and I hate the whole, oh, Burnham's crying again. Like, okay. I'm sorry. And the guy that, the person that she loves died. Yeah. She's, if you don't but, cry for that, you're fucking psychopath. But I'm talking about like the range and depth yeah, that absolutely. she displayed during that, the course of these scenes was absolutely incredible. Yeah. Phenomenal. It was very good. Yeah. It was, I cried a little. Got a little tear red. Sad. Um, and I like how they just explained it like, yeah, we found him in this like buffer thing. And we, so we just kind of kept him there. We didn't know what it was, but it <laughs> seemed important. <laughs> so we just kind of kept him there. And just, good thing we did. <laughs> it's weird. The, <laughs> it, it's weird. The program file was labeled plot. <laughs> you, anyone know about that? <laughs> Good thing we didn't follow Bob's plan. He just wanted to get rid of it. <laughs> Fuck Bob. We're the, the the transporter file was called plot armor, so we just we figured we could grab that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Speaking of plot armor, right. fuck me running. Um, so I'm watching through Last Kingdom right now. Haven't finished it yet. With the uh, Uhtred, son of Uhtred. Yeah, Uhtred, son father of Uhtred. Father of Uhtred. Is that Last Kingdom like Vikings? Yeah. 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 yeah it's. Yeah. it's, it's okay. Quite, quite literally, the same kind of timeline as the the History Vikings show. Yeah, um, I do like this one a little better. I do too. Okay, I've seen them both, and I'm like, I want to watch them, but I'm like, I don't know if I'd get into it or not. Um, it's a little more sword and sorcery. Get, um, I like swords. I like sorcery. Get, get, put some Last Kingdom in your life. Yeah, I okay. was, I was on the fence too, and, and Sabra was like, no, watch it and catch up, and then we can watch it together uh, when the new stuff comes out. And I was like, okay. Uh, it it kicks ass. I'm, I'm a yeah. Big fan. I, and the only reason that Uhtred kid when he when he isn't looking like a like a gross muddy Viking, he is beautiful. And and, and the only reason obnoxiously. I'm, and I'm, yeah. And I'm going to watch it and I'm put it on my list. Uh, I'm just I've been skeptical because I had such a bad taste in my mouth in black sales because I was like, God, this looks so sure. good, so good. And it just same. Oh fucking! I'm I, like, ah. I couldn't get into it, but like trust. Got yeah. That. Uh, as Last with many of these Last shows, King. season one, little little bit of a slow burn. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm assuming there will be. Although recently I've been, uh, and actually that has a lot to do with the production value that was in the first season. I know he's fucking what a motherfucker. He's am I gonna get? Oh my god! Yeah, fucking so beautiful pretty. people. He's so pretty. And then he's Alexander just so Raymond grungy is, in this show. He's still quite like. Him and Henry Cavill are are just uh, are are just carrying the Grimes Up Good flag on Netflix. So <laughs> like they just are, man. I don't know what actually I do know what sparked this, but my recent thing has been um, like Washington and the whole spy network and the whole Revolutionary War thing. Did you uh, watch Did you Turn? Watch Turn? I've watched Turn, yes, okay. and I loved it. I want to go back and watch it, but it's no longer streaming. You have to buy it. And I'm like, oh, that <laughs> sucks. Fucking bastards. I don't want to buy it. Fucking bastards. Yeah, or I can get AMC Plus. I'm like, mm. oh, yeah, pass. We have AMC Plus. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You get uh-huh. to watch uh, Walking Dead a week early. Yeah. Sure. I, it's yeah. awesome. And remember, remember that whole part about, like, they stopped watching? Yeah. But you should start again. This, this season has fucking ruled dude it got better it's so good okay it's so good okay they got out of their drought of shitty fucking plot lines they got and, out of their drought of okay. shitty plot lines of this it fucking rocks now so i'm like a season and a half behind i think okay 
Because, yeah. like I said, the last one I saw was when Morgan was being surrounded by Beta. Alpha had just been killed. Spoilers. Uh, and they were being surrounded by Beta, and the and they were just all prepping for the big com- the big battle between. Yeah, get get past the, the the there's nothing left of the whispers this season, with the exception of Alpha's daughter, who also is pretty cool. Yeah. I'm telling you, man, this it, this season feels like old Walking Dead right. again. What spawned it was I watched 355. The 355. And I was just going to mention that, too. Uh, and I wish they would make something off of the three five, uh, off of Agent 355. Right. I really enjoyed the movie. I thought it was a lot of fun. Uh, kick ass. Yeah, and I, I told you to. Yeah, I know. I know you did. It was fun. It was fun. And they did reload their guns. I, they made it a concerted effort for reloading guns. I'm like, all right, cool. Uh, you know, if you make an effort, and you know, if, if you're counting bullets, or, fucking, they're never right. But anyways, they made a concerted effort. And <laughs> dear um, Hollywood, <laughs> simply reload your guns, and Nick will give you a better rating. M- uh, Hollywood, Hollywood has gotten better at it over the years yeah. since late nineties. You know, since since the infinite ammo of the eighties, <laughs> right? And nineties. Right. Uh, my favorite is always catching a scene where I, it's obviously just a, a bad edit or not a bad edit, but they use the best edit they could, but like the gun goes empty and then in the next blink of a moment, it's still firing. Like you can see it lock back or you see something and you know, you're like, uh, sure. That's my favorite thing. Anyways, um, happens to Reservoir Dogs when they're shooting at the car. It's funny. Um, anyways. Oh God. Don't, don't, don't ruin that. I like that movie. I love that movie too. I'm not ruining the movie. I'm just saying that there's a scene where they're shooting at the car and gun jams and then he's still shooting in the next cut. Okay. Do I have to talk about the Marine again? No. It happens in yes. a lot of movies. Yes. There's so many movies that happen. <laughs> Tell me about the Marine, no. Kevin. <laughs> but I enjoyed the three five five. I thought it was really fun. I'm although I wish they would have gotten whoever they got to teach them how to do stuff. Technically, you know, tactically, the stupid Weaver. This is a personal thing. The stupid Weaver thing drives me insane. But it's a it's it's it, they need to be more isosceles. <laughs> <laughs> If you know anything about shooting, you know what I'm talking about. So the Weaver is like you, the Nick. old school, the old school like one hand like this, where isosceles is actually a better shooting platform, which is more in front of you, and you can still run and gun with an isosceles, <laughs> with an isosceles, which is better for you because it's more balanced and it's so, a better shooting platform. Yeah, you don't want to be the Weaver. He was off to the side. The isosceles, he's right in front. Right, the so, hand is right in front. So like, shoulders, shoulders straight. Yeah. So, since you guys can see what he was doing, Sebast- it's a podcast. <laughs> Sebastian Stan and uh, Jessica Chastain both do the Weaver, and it just it annoys. Me. Oh, actually, they all do the Weaver, and it just kind of annoys me. But I did enjoy all of the characters. So, you want to know what I always pay attention to in in, in, <laughs> in movies that have a lot of like gun shooting, where like the people who are shooting are professionals, like long term professionals, right. and that is how often they blink when they shoot. <laughs> they blink a lot. Uh, well, that's the thing is I, I feel like it was this movie where it was one of them. She barely blinked. Um, I was watching something and she was shooting and she like never blinked. Um, and I was very impressed because uh, that, you know, that is a sign of somebody who's been shooting a long time. They don't pop, 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 blink I think every it time was, they pull the trigger. Um, the daughter, the, I can't think of the actress's name, the Asian daughter. The Asian lady. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe. She fucking kicked ass. She was my... Uh, I don't know. It took me a moment, though, to realize that... <laughs> it did take me a moment to realize... We went on a journey there. We sure did. Uh, it, it took me a moment to realize that the uh, the girl that they initially are chasing was um, the actress from Inglorious Bastards. Because she speaks both German and French. Yeah. And uh, National Treasure. 
Yes, and National Treasure. Yep. The blonde. The blonde. Oh. Yeah. She's really good in this movie, too. Yeah, she's great. And um, I'm... Uh, um, totally. Yeah. I'm with you. The other girl. Um, Lupita Nyong'o. Thank you. Her. Yeah, sure. I was trying to think of her name, and I didn't want to fuck it up, and I know I was going to. I'm proud of so you, I was Kevin. trying to cover for it. She was <laughs> also... I loved, I loved her character. Uh, I love her little gadgety things, like, oh, I can just simply do this, and then there it is. Just MacGyver some shit. <laughs> Penelope Cruz sure refuses to age much. Yep. <laughs> Way to go, Javier Bardem. Way to go, Penelope Cruz. How yeah, Javier Dem's a fucking catch. Yeah. <laughs> also that, yeah. Yeah, there's that too, but still. But also, way to go, Penelope Cruz. Your beauty is your own. She's beautiful. Uh, I think you meant Javier Bardem for... <laughs> Speaking of those, I think we should get to the Oscars real quick. Oh, fine. Cruise. We'll get to the goddamn Oscars. Power of Dog didn't win Best Picture. Yay! Yay. I know a lot of people like that movie. I thought it was bad. Uh, the scenery was beautiful. It was well acted. The cast was great. It was wonderful seeing uh, Kirsten Dunst in, in you know, a, something. Um, with uh, meaning. Yeah, something with meaning, something big, something noticeable, and not, you know, the, the smaller movies she's been doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the pacing was, was awful. And I, I'm a person who likes, really likes a slow burn. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have to. Um, you have to pace that right. And Kyle Decker and I got into it because he's like, well, you know, it has the pacing of, you know, an old 70s movie. I'm like, yeah, and those were bad. (laughs) There aren't a ton of good 70s films. There there aren't. They they did not understand pacing and filmmaking back then. So that's not a compliment. Um, And he said something about how, you know, it's just not for, maybe it's just not your thing. That's not for all audiences. I'm like, fuck you, dude. First of all, um, but I just, I, it did, there was, the score didn't drive the quiet moments. They would say these lines with a gap so wide in between them. I could have, uh, I could have gone to the bathroom between them and not missed a single line. It just, it, it didn't, it didn't push it enough for me. And it was, it was definitely a character driven plot, not a story driven plot. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, I liked the, the themes of the movie, the, the, the toxic masculinity and the pioneering times, the, um, repressed homosexuality, the uh, you know the the need to be a, a man's man when all you want is um, you know the, the the Hooters femboy. I get that, but it didn't it didn't push the narrative well enough for me. Gotcha. And I found myself bored out of my mind, despite the fact that I love everyone in this film and I love, and I, and I love what they were trying to do. I, I just ended up at the end going, I did not enjoy that. I'm very glad it's over. <laughs> hmm. Never saw it actually. Um, in other news, uh, Mr. Francis slash the Tuscan Raider scout. Number one, won an Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's right. I did reference Troy Kutzer as, uh, his character from scrubs and Mandalorian first. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, <laughs> good gravy. I, I, to, th- between him and, uh, Ariana Dubois winning, I think those were the biggest highlights for me. I missed like the first hour or so. Cause I was taking a nap and I might've been watching the women's curling championship. No uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, cause curling, I can not watch it. I love it so much. <laughs> uh, and then I kind of forgot, Oh, that's right. It starts at six and I tuned in. Um, so tune in late, but I thought that for me personally, 
because uh, uh, Ariana and in West Side Story is so good, so fucking good. I've been a part of that show. I've seen West Side Story so many times. Uh, she was the best Anita ever, and and to, to see where she yes. Oh no, go ahead. I mean, oh. I, I have a question once you're done. Okay. Um, just oh, she was so good and so very deserving. Not that the other actresses weren't, but. I was I was proud and happy or proud. <laughs> I'm so I, I was, proud of you. <laughs> I was happy uh, that she got it. Considering this is her first like major role in a film, mm-hmm. and uh, same with Troy. Yep. Uh, Troy very first major role uh, in this great movie that I have not seen, but I have heard great things about. And obviously, they won a lot of Oscars. And also it, that it falls that he is the first. Uh, deaf male to win an Academy Award Mm -hmm. and I have I don't want to say I have like a strong tie to the deaf community but my mom being a sign language teacher for and interpreter for many 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 years and being around the deaf community it was just very cool and very powerful to see that and especially when he starts talking about his dad and he's like my dad was the best signer I ever knew and then he got in this accident and he got paralyzed and he couldn't sign and you know I know my dad would be proud of me it's just like I don't know. It was very moving. So yeah. Um, so I just wanted to come back to Ariana DeBose. Um, so Rita Moreno mm-hmm. won uh, for Anita in the original correct nineteen sixty sixty four nineteen sixties. We can move on. Yeah, nineteen sixties. <laughs> we can move on. Um, so do you believe that? It is purely performance, or is that character so good that it always deserves it? I, I, I and I, I'm not trying to nope. like nope. divide anything nope. on this. Uh, I see what you're saying, or minimize Ariana DeBose's accomplishments. I'm just saying that, like, it. I find it interesting that the exact same character won the Oscar twice. Not a bad thing. Just curious. That is a great question, Rob. Could be a little both. It really could, could. be. It could be. And you could also... It's a well-written character. It's... Yeah. Um, the one that goes goes through a lot next to Maria. Um, and I think there is a possibility for an actress to overdo it with Anita. Mm. And I think in both instances and every time that I've seen it, they've seemed to have somehow found the right person that doesn't overdo it. Yeah. Um, you do have to thread the needle on that character for sure. Yeah. Because that arguably is the most traumatized character in the movie. Right. Or and, in the show. And not overshadow Maria or Tony or the whole entire, like, yeah. to make it not about your character uh, as Anita. But then also like carve out a niche pocket of like this is still so yeah but i mean if you think about it historically with with musicals yeah uh the the two supporting actors um the 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 second lead female and male characters Mm -hmm. always tend to (coughs) drive um you you tend to to they tend to be the better character they tend to be they tend um, to have the most character growth and well they tend to be the 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 character that the audiences um, like better. I mean, you I, almost every musical I've ever seen that like the the two supporting characters have always gotten like the biggest standing of you know, the biggest ovations. That's right. true. Um, I mean, you take Rizzo and Grease for fuck's sake. Oh yeah, yeah. 
arguably the best fucking and most realistic character in that movie, <laughs> actually. Mm-hmm. And Stalker Channing is a fucking powerhouse. I love her so goddamn much. Sorry. <laughs> no, she was she was amazing. And, and uh, with the last time I did it, the girl who played Rizzo was a showstopper. She was absolutely incredible. Yeah, yeah. I would agree. Yeah, I would, yeah. I was just, as you were saying that, I'm thinking about that. I'm like, yeah, what? Well, yeah. So yeah, oh. Greece is a good example. But like, I'm trying to think. Chicago is not a great example of this, although John C. Riley, John C. Riley, John C. Riley, and yep. and Richard Gere. To be honest, if we're being truthful, those two steal that fucking movie, in my opinion. Um, the cabaret, uh, the Joel Gray's character, uh, yeah. the Master of Ceremonies. Yes. You know? mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, because because I I was just thinking about that because Liza Minnelli was there with uh yeah with Lady Gaga Lady, Lady Gaga yeah. Which was fun, Lady Gaga. <laughs> um, Billie Eilish won for best song. Yeah, because the because No they, Time to Die fucking slaps. That and they didn't put We Don't Talk About Bruno up for the Oscar. They really didn't. Uh, but like, Encanto did win best animated, yes, surprising it did. zero people. Right. Yeah. Uh, but Jane Campion, who who directed Power of the Dog, did win best director. So that sucks. But you know, can't win. Them all. <laughs> yeah, can't win them all. Uh, I, I'm I'm trying to think because I know a few of her movies, and I'm not sure I've liked many of them and because she did um the piano did Ooh. she really she yes. did uh, she did in the cut which was the first movie I, that you ever see meg ryan's breasts in i'm pretty sure mm-hmm. <laughs> yes that is my takeaway from the film <laughs> that's, the that's fair from the film. uh which is funny because when that first song that song first came out we talked about how good it was the billy Eilish. Uh, no yeah. time to die. We we I very distinctly remember our podcast yeah, yeah. talking about how great that song was. Well, and that's the problem is that like if a Bond film or a blockbuster Disney film comes out that year, those are the hot contenders. Those are the hot contenders for the for for best song. And God, it's, the Jack White Alicia Keys Bond song sucked so much. It was oh, so bad. It was, it was very was bad. So bad. And I remember like years later, this was even pretty recently. I was like, you know, I should give this song a listen again. Maybe I misjudged it. No, oh, it still sucks. No, it still sucks. Okay. Um, um, I did want to come over to uh, to hear. I I want to hear Nick's Nick's opinion on oh, best actress. Uh, which is funny because we just I just talked about that. Yeah, yeah. I um, remember you had not kind things to say about the movie because the movie sucks. Because <laughs> I don't care. It, it doesn't make you a movie like that should make you like it's giving you more story behind the char- the person or the character or whoever, right? Jessica Chastain in oh, eyes. Of, I okay, am, all right, absolutely not. Um, Sorry. And that the you eyes up your phone. So. The eyes of Tammy Faye. Didn't make me care any more about Tammy Faye. Because I hadn't seen that movie, and I wanted to, to, to bring it up. Oh, okay. um, and so like a movie like that, you would think, would help you better understand. Go, oh, okay, that's a different perspective of that person. Maybe I feel a little more sympathy. Maybe I feel happier for them. Maybe I don't like them. Maybe I dislike them more. Whatever. I, it made me care less about Tammy Faye. Um, but conversely, or not conversely, uh, but Jessica Chastain was phenomenal in it. I mean, she she... There were parts where you uh, forget that she's not Tammy Faye, um, and she she was phenomenal. And I believe uh, they won a few Oscars. I believe they won Best uh, Makeup, which I thought was mm, okay. <laughs> they did not win Best Costume because that went to to Cruella, which I thought was awesome. 
Um, Good Lord, I forgot Cruella came out last year. Feels like it was two years ago. Right, right. So, yeah, I did. I I mean, Andrew Garfield's a very good boy. Both uh, Spider Man and Kingpin were in it. Right. Um, And looking at the other uh, actresses that were up against her, uh, I haven't seen any of the movies, so I can't really comment on them. I wasn't surprised that Kristen Stewart didn't win, but. um, Yeah, I kind of thought she was going to get it. Right. Uh, so, I, you know, I thought maybe Nicole Kidman was going to get it, but that movie kind of started not, didn't turn out to be as good as it wanted to be. Um, yeah. Uh, what was the other one I wanted to talk about? Um, Dune. Dune won. It uh, won Visual four? effects, right? It won four. Oh, wow. Yeah. It won a lot. Because I, I thought for sure, because here's the deal with, like, with uh, with like, uh, and I'm sure you people already know this, but if you don't, uh, like movies, war movies or sci-fi movies are usually up for best sound effects, best sound editing, stuff like that. Yeah, they they never get the love that some of them truly deserve, right? Or movies with war in them. So, like, I thought for sure because it was kind of an Oscar bait movie um, that I thought uh, like Belfast would win for best editing and stuff like that, and I was very happy for. Um, Dune to win because it, it got best uh, cinematography, yes. which is a which is a, a great yeah. award, like and a fucking actual award. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> best visual effects, I, best nope. original score. They got best original score. Awesome. Yeah, and that's not to knock on visual effects or anything, but fucking our genre films that we like always get visual effects, right? And I didn't even know Oscars. this tragedy of Macbeth movie came out. It looks. I don't like the show, but it looks great. It tends to look Denzel Washington looks awesome in it. And I, and I yeah. was also surprised because Power of the Dog was also up for best cinematography, yeah. and that's one of the things I, I liked about the damn movie. Yeah, and West Side Story was too. And I was kind of like, eh, yeah, but Dune was better because it's big landscapes and big sure. overarching. But West Side was they did have good cinematography. I think they got more than four. Didn't they? Yeah, because they oh, got, best they got visual design. effects, they got best original score, they bet, got best cinematography, best editing, uh, best production design, best sound. Yeah. Sorry, they wow. did. Wow. So they got six. Wow. Yeah. Dune which is, won six which Academy is Awards. Good for a sci-fi fantasy. That's, it's impressive. It's rare. Very. Last time that happened was probably Lord of the Rings, I want to say. I won ten. Well, they I've won seen, 11. And I mean, I've certainly seen oh, fantasy sorry. do better than sci-fi. Yeah. But yeah, in general, our genre films are usually pushed to the side, as was evidenced in the f- fucking fan favorite bullshit. I was just about to bring that up. Oh, let's do it. I... <sighs> How? <laughs> Where do we want to start? Um, Do we want to start with the Flash? No, because uh, this had to be. How? It, uh, God, what the fuck did I have to see what Austin said on my comment when I made a comment about it? Because he said something about the Snyder people kind of had a thing where they they pretty much bought the votes for that. Not bought them, but like they were the ones that voted the most and went in and voted again or whatever. I don't know what they did. They did something. Hold on, let me find this real quick. Like I say this as a as a person who loves DC. I was going to say as a DC stand, uh, and I I love the the Snyder DCEU. How 
<laughs> like we see, like how is that like the most jaw dropping? Oh my god moment! Like fu- we saw fucking Grant Gustafson do it a thousand times in the stupid Flash TV show. F- who cares? There were two moments that should have won, and that was the End Game thing and the Spider Man thing. Yeah, yeah. And, and in my mind, the Spider Man thing wins. I think Avengers edges it out just barely um, for yeah. for scope. And so the reason why I think the Spider-Man thing was more is be- at least for me is because that is, you know, the, the end game thing was um, what? 20 years of setup. Whereas this was, <laughs> um, no, not twenty years of setup. About um, eleven years. Of eleven setup. years of setup. Whereas Spider-Man was twenty years of setup. Yeah. Um, seeing we have what we have, thanks to Tobey Maguire. Yes. Um, the X-Men film was huge for launching comic book movies, but Spider-Man is what made it. Yeah. Humongous. It, <laughs> and made it fucking. Good filmmaking. Yeah. Yeah. Which is why I'm really looking forward to, to Raimi's next comic book movie. Right. Same. So I, I had mentioned on my, my book of the face about how, how the Oscars lost touch with reality, um, s- saying that the fucking flash break in the Speed Force was their number one stand-up and cheer moment. Stand-up stand and cheer moment, I believe, is what the, it was. Oscars cheer moment. Um, right, and over, and I wrote over Jennifer Hudson's power, powerhouse performance as uh, Effie singing, and I'm telling you from Dreamgirls, Avengers Endgame's iconic Avengers Assemble uh, moment, and that one moment in Spider-Man No Way Home, spoiler free, because um, I didn't want to spoil it for people who maybe, I, although I don't know how, but I do know a couple people who don't know how Spider-Man No Way Home, what's in it, because they They've been avoiding, I don't know, they lived in a cave in a hole with their fingers in the ear under a rock, but, I don't know. But here's the thing, here, like... I, Real quick, let me just say what Austin said. Uh, so I wrote that, and then I was, it was all about fan votes, and then Austin said that it's a Snyder Brothers online goosing the numbers. Uh, same reason his zombie remake film got voted fan favorite. And I wanted to come to that too, but um, really quick... These were the five that uh, that were for cheer moments uh, from fifth to first. Neo's bullet dodging backbend in the Matrix. <laughs> Don't even know how that made the list. Excuse me. That was like a stand up and cheer moment compared to the other ones. The worst Star Wars movie, but the best stand up and cheer moment. Attack of the Clones, mm-hmm. Yoda pulls out a lightsaber. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. No, that's, yeah. A, that's a really the good The theater I was in went fucking insane. So did yeah. the one that I was in, yeah. Yep, absolutely. But, like, I still think Neo's bullet-dodging backbend is better than Flash enters the Speed Force. I consider them equal-ish. I like the, really. Like, the Flash entering the Speed Force was fucking cool. Mm-hmm. The, way they, the way they filmed it was... In, was yeah. incredible. Not a stand-up um, and cheer moment. But it wasn't a stand-up and cheer moment. It was fucking awesome. Yeah. Just like the bullet dodge was yeah. fucking awesome. Yeah. But it wasn't like... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the theater didn't lose their shit when Neo bent over and fucking bent, or dodged Pulled his bullet. cock out. Right. You'd sound like you were going to say bent somebody over. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yeah. I will argue that I think... Here, here's my argument. 
for you as to why Avengers beats out Spider-Man. Yes. 20 years with the context of uh, the Spider-Man movies helping start the, the whole superhero thing. Yes. I'm with you. But Spider-Man 2002 wasn't set up as something that was going to pay off in 20 years, whereas Avengers from Iron Man 1 was set up that there was going to be a massive payoff by the end of it. Uh, Not initially. They didn't know that it was going to do so well. In the end credits, there was was Sam Jackson as Nick Fury. Even still, that, that was them testing the waters, not so much having this big overarching plan. That's true. Um, and I will say that even in Avengers, this them coming through the portals wasn't even a, a stand-up and cheer moment for me. Again, that was that was emotional. Um, like, oh. this is, oh my god, this is awesome. The stand-up and cheer moment Avengers Endgame was Captain America picking up Mjolnir. That's yeah, a good point. Good yeah. point. Spoiler yep. alert. <laughs> <laughs> for a three-year-old film, sure. Uh, you, I think, yep. You changed my mind. You've changed my vote. You make yep. That's a very excellent point, Kevin. Okay, I I will, I will concede that yes, you're right. Captain America picking up Thor's hammer is a much cooler moment than uh, the Avengers Assemble moment. Um, I think that still beats out Spider Man. The reason that Spider and and I'm going to tell you why Spider Man even beats that for me. Okay, is it had the cool? It had the cheer. But it also had the emotion. It had all three. Because seeing Tobey Maguire, yeah. I, like, because when I saw Andrew Garfield, I was like, <laughs> but when I saw Tobey, I was that, Who, but also crying. I can, I can accept that argument. Um, because Toby has had a, had a time. Spoiler alert. Yeah. To, but Toby's had a time since the Spider-Man movies. He is not been as successful as Andrew or or Tom for that matter and so seeing him dust off the spandex and get in and and do his little pose like that you're right you're right that is a good moment I'm still not entirely convinced but you've you've moved me closer <laughs> you've, you've convinced me um, by the way did you <laughs> see, made it wiggle did you see that they actually did do the the meme picture they, of the, yes, they, they did. sure did it and it's they're incredible. like how could we not you know I was like thank god they get us meaning the fans the, the imperial us the fans yeah. I, I know what you meant I, really I know, know some meant. people no, alright we've dodged it long enough now you just got slapped <laughs> oh, across the face, my friend. Oh, got a one little fight, my mom. <laughs> I think the favorite joke I've ever heard so far is, um, "What did Chris Rock find on his face the next morning? Fresh prints." Ah, it's a good one. Um, <sighs> yeah. Look, I. I there is so much there that I don't think any of us are qualified to talk about. Uh, and I think I will tread carefully and say, Chris Rock should not have made fucking jokes about Jada Pinkett Smith being bald when she's been very vocal about her alopecia. That was, that was rude. That was unacceptable. Will Smith was being a good husband. I don't necessarily agree with this decision, but he was being a good husband. Have you guys seen the older clip of, of uh, Chris Rock from a film? Um, he says something about a woman, and then mm-hmm. somebody slaps him in the face, and he goes, 
you're right. You're right. Respect women. Respect women. Yeah. Oh, yes. It's it's yes. it's an older clip. Yep. And it's I'm I'm having a good chuckle over the fact that yeah it exists. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And I, I, we had this discussion in our group chat about how what can we say that hasn't already been said or <laughs> nothing right. really. Um. My only thing is is that. Uh, Will Smith has apologized, but nothing from Chris Rock. Yes, he did. Did he? Yes. Did, oh, I didn't see this. Did he apologize? I I haven't paid attention to he, it since like the internet blew up about it, and I was like, okay, that's enough did. Facebook. Tour. And I and I think he also raised the prices on on his comedy tour tickets. Probably. But he but he also from from what I, I I've seen I he did apologize. Okay. Hmm. I didn't see that he had, so I was just kind of like, what, really? And, of course, the Oscars are opening an investigation, and I doubt, highly, highly doubt, and so do most people, that they're not going to take his Oscar away, because if they did that, first of all, nobody would attend the Oscars ever again, and B, they would have to take, they'd have to go back and take a lot of Oscars away from other people, if they, and, especially if they... Looking at you, Harvey Weinstein. And, and Chris didn't didn't press charges either. He was like, no. you know what? Cause they're, he understood. He bucked up. They've, and they're adults. They've worked, they, to, they they've worked, worked together. Um, they, they, yeah, they've, they've worked together. I think wasn't Chris rock on the fresh Prince of Bel Air. Wasn't he might've been, I'm right. not sure. Uh, I think he was, what was it? The, uh, shoot off show that, um, the college. Oh yeah. Maybe a uh, different world. Uh, is that what it was called? That was Cosby. I, oh, was it? No. Yeah. Oh shit. It was, wasn't it? Yeah, you're right. Um, I don't want to say Chris Rock was in that, but like, uh, look, uh, I don't know, man. Uh, it's it's a shitty situation, and it There's overshadows. Nobody was right. I don't. I'm not going to make any sort of judgment on that. But yes, he was, and he was in drag. Oh, oh no! On Fresh Prince. <gasps> Oh no! On Fresh Prince, oh, it's bad drag too. Yep. Let's see. Oh, it's really bad drag. Wow. Oh. Way to remember, Kevin. Um, here's my thing. It over this whole conversation about the slap overshadows a very, very different point, and that is Will Smith finally getting the Oscar he so richly deserves for In Pursuit of Happiness. I agree. <laughs> He deserved the Oscar for that fucking movie. It was so good. No, no, for <laughs> Ali. Well, the, that too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Well, and that's like, the thing is he is, um he's he's really good in biopics. Yeah, guys, clearly he deserved it for I Am Legend. I thought you were gonna say uh, Wild Wild West. I thought you were gonna say Concussion. <laughs> I almost thought about saying Wild West, but I, was like, <laughs> I Am Legend since he was by himself in that movie. Sure. Really, I pretty thought much. you were gonna say Men in Black Two. <laughs> Bad I Boys thought you were going to say three. Men in Black 3. Oh, that Bad one Boys. was good. Yeah. Men in Black 3? Yes. Whoa. Oh, my God. Um, I, my phone was on silent, Cam though. Why, like was, why didn't it start ringing? Ball. Isn't Men in Black 3? Isn't No. Men in Black 3 is the one with Josh Brolin. Yes. Yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't see that one. I thought Men in Black 3 was the one with uh, Thor and Valkyrie. Mm. Um, that's no, Men in Black. That, that's Men in Black International. Yeah, Men in Black yeah. Three was the one with yeah. uh, the time Brolin, Brolin yeah. as young uh, uh, young Tommy, uh, Tommy Lee Jones, Lee Jones and right. he was incredible. Sure yeah. was. Um, 
No, it, 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 um, yeah, unfortunately, this is overshadows the fact that uh, Will Smith finally got an Oscar because he deserves it. He he has such yeah. a breadth of work at this point that yeah. like he should have gotten it a couple times. And honestly, I think he should have gotten his fucking Oscar before DiCaprio. But that's just me because I think Revenant was not a worthy fucking choice. Give it to him for Wolf of Wall Street. That's fine, but Revenant, you give it to him for fucking Revenant. Fuck you, Academy. Because the Academy is always like two seasons behind. Because they they will give them, it, that's just how they have traditionally have worked. Look at them. I know. I I just I'm I'm, I'm Denzel I'm still Washington salty. didn't win his academy. Well, he was good in that movie, but he didn't win it for the movie that he wanted for. He won it for the movie before. Hmm. Um. So. But yes, I I think what should he win it for? <laughs> in this all, all case, I, all I want to know is did he win it for Training Day? I thought he did. That was a good movie. That was a good movie. No, I think he won it for... They, people thought he should have won it for Training Day, and he... He won it for something else? Won it for the year after. Yeah. Hmm. No, he won Best Actor for Training Day. For yeah. Training Day. And then what was it before? I mean, he, like I said, he did deserve it. He well, made yeah. a movie... Right, good and, flick. And at that time, also, body of work. Like... and Yeah. There, sometimes I'm a little cranky about body of work Oscars. Um, uh, who was the one a couple of years ago? Ennio Morricone. Doing yeah. the soundtrack yeah. for Hateful Eight when he should have rightfully won uh, for back in the day with all of the um, the 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 good, the bad, and the ugly, mm-hmm. and any frankly any of the monster spaghetti westerns that he did, um, like he got it for Body of Work. John Williams got one for Body of Work after a while there, yeah. although he has several at this point, so I, I guess that doesn't really count. Um, it, Leo, Leo's got his for body of work. He got it for Revenant and that's fucking stupid. <laughs> Fuck that stupid bear movie. No. No. I still I don't haven't care. seen it. It's fucking no. It's you like slow burns. Oh yeah. That's the slowest ooh, burn ooh. of them all. It's fucking do you do you got like three hours you want to throw away? The slow burner? Yeah I'll probably use it to watch Batman again. There you go. Do you enjoy uh white guys playing the main character the movie because that's what fucking Revenant is. Uh, like, I was going to say you mean 95% I, of movies. I, I mean, yes, but like, <laughs> like this very specifically focuses sort of on that concept. I gotcha. will give Revenant credit. I was like, yes, I did like the gray thing. For you. the fact that they filmed <laughs> wow. in, they filmed with all natural lighting. They didn't use fancy Hollywood lighting. I know. Fancy Hollywood lighting, he calls it. Uh, otherwise known as lighting that works to let us see the fucking actor. Yeah, the Batman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Game of Thrones final couple episodes. Oh my! Which it, one was it? was it? The Battle of the Bastards or was it the one after? It was, it was uh, the Battle, Battle of the Night King. Uh, yeah, that uh, one. Yes, yeah, yes, Battle yes, of, yes, yes. Battle of Winterfell was fucking. It's still, I was rewatching. It still gets black. So dark still, on my TV. It's still dark. Yeah. And, and when you have a higher res TV, it goes completely black, like a black screen. <sighs> Yes. Anyways, um, so but yeah, no, uh, Will Smith but no coffee got his fucking Oscar, sure and I'm did. proud of him. It's yeah, about did. goddamn time he got it. Yeah. And the whole slap debacle is, is, in my opinion, a way for the media to minimize his accomplishment at this point. That's where I'm at. Yeah, luckily, I, don't, I haven't personally seen anybody minimalizing that, but they've also just been focusing on... I was going to say, if asked... Before we started this conversation, what movie 
Will Smith won for? Would you have been able to say it right off the tip of your tongue? Yes, King Richard. Okay. I'm just I don't feel, I feel like then you are the exception to the rule because I don't feel like anyone else will be able to do and, that necessarily. And, no, and, and I think the reason why is because he did apologize during that speech, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did. So, and, and, I, and I think that that was important to his win is, you know, he was like, you know, I got, I got heated and. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he, yeah. And I, but I guess I, I want to call it minimalizing, but maybe pulling focus. Yes, I think I think the whole incident is pulling focus. Yes, but I, would I mean agree that's with that. that's pulled focus from everything. Everything, yeah. yeah. Like people forgot about COVID and Ukraine for for Two, a hot minute there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and forgot. I mean, by the way, COVID's still happening, and, and Ukraine Koda, is and Koda, currently under siege. And even winning um, uh, the Koda, that Coda won Best Picture, and you're right. Oh shit! Like that's actually true, and and that's such an important film because it it's is. a mostly deaf cast. It is, and it's ah, oh, I'm yeah. No, and yes, Kevin. <laughs> so yes, COVID is still going, uh, and this is just sure a very is. quick aside. So I went, and I think I talked about this last podcast. I went to the corn concert on Saturday. You sure oh, did. You sure did. Uh, I thought you were going to talk about this in nerd grabs, but you can talk about it now. We you can know. move on to nerd grabs. I think we're done with the Oscars. Yeah, but I have other cool stuff. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, uh, so uh, Saber and I went to this corn concert that sure uh, did. that Erica got us tickets for um, <laughs> on the floor, like not even like because they have like seating on the floor and then they have like the really the, close. I yeah. was like Jonathan Davis going to spit on me floor. <laughs> um, so first of all, he still sounds incredible live. Does he? He sounds like the CD. Nice. And that's and and I saw corn when I was like sixteen or something. So like ten years ago, sure. <laughs> uh, I saw them in high school, and I'm very impressed at how good he still sounds. Because like with corn, like you go see a lot of people live, and they sound way different yep. than they do. Yeah. With Jonathan Davis, what you hear on the CD is what you're going to get. Like that is how he sounds. Do the, does um, real quick question about that? Does the do all the songs sound the same, or do they do like the Aerosmith thing where they change it, drag it on, and the ending and just fucking not quite like what you heard on the album. Um, I mean, they, it's live, so they 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 do sound different. Yeah, but that's because like the almost everyone does. You know the too. the you know the, obviously the guitars are going to be louder, the drums are going to be louder. They, well, they're drowning them out a bit, and, right? But they don't change the song really. There's not really but to a degree, but okay, but not I really. Think, I okay. think every live band does extended versions of some of their songs. Um, but it was yeah, they they played a lot of the old favorites and great. Uh, the, uh, I we left uh, just before the end. So you um, don't know if they. Played I don't know if they played Adidas. They mm. probably did though, uh, but they did play the nursery rhyme song. Oh, because uh, because he he pulled out the the bagpipes and oh, sure. and went to it. <laughs> and, um, but uh, I did record for Rob. You, a sure video. Did. you can barely see me because it's so fucking dark in there. Yeah. But I did uh, scream out loud when it was at a dull roar instead of. An absolute raucous uh, play the song about the shoes. Instead, a couple <laughs> people looked at me. And I was like, <laughs> stuck my thumb up, and I smiled real weird. Now that you could really tell, because I and this was the point of this story was one of probably five people wearing a mask. Oh, mm. oh. it was there was not a lot. You had cool uh, glowy light up ones. We sure did. did, and we got a lot of compliments on them. They like were fucking like, cool. Nobody like gave us weird looks for wearing masks. Like everybody no. was super. And like you know the crowd that's going to go to a corn concert. Right. They're it not. It could have gone awry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but everywhere was like, oh, that's fucking sick, dude. Because Chevelle um, uh, was one of the openers. 
Um, and when they played uh, the red, uh, which is my favorite song of theirs, I changed the color to red. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking nerd. Yeah. I love you. Uh, but yeah, and everyone was like, oh, those are fucking dope, dude. Where'd you go? I'm like, Amazon. It's nice. LED mask. Look it up. They were um, fucking cool. Yeah. And so, yeah. Was there moshing? There was. Even though my bracelet said no moshing, people did not follow the rules. Yeah, and there was a guy just smoking. What are they going to do? Stop nice. Like, not even weed. He was just smoking a cigarette while, like, I'm like, are, are, is this happening? Yeah. Like, weed I get. It's a fucking rock I, concert. Not even, not even a vape pen. Not even a vaping pen. It was like a fucking camel. <laughs> awesome. That was not awesome. It smelled like shit. No, it does, it's true. It does smell kinda, like shit. I just think it's funny that he just fucking just stand there. Just, yeah. It was, people it, moshing around. And just, guy just, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 the tickets uh, the, were probably very expensive, and I'm very appreciative. Yeah. Did you wear ear protection? Uh, no, because I'm a stupid <laughs> dumbass. But oh no, I, you know we we spent a lot of um, the Chevelle set out like just outside, right? Like in the hallway. Like we didn't go in because sure. we we're like I'm gonna I'm gonna save my strength for, for right. corn. But we did go out at red, and and so we were in there for their probably last three songs, and then like I said, we did leave a few songs early. So even though I was fucking right in front of the woofer. And I assure you, when we left, I couldn't hear a fucking thing. Uh, but we went over to um, uh, 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 the pub right across the street. Why am I blanking? From Eagle Street? The Target Center? Yeah. Oh, oh uh, Kieran's. Kieran's. Yes, Kieran's, where we filmed the fucking lair. Yeah. Um, and uh, Kat from the Fairy Wing Forest was, was working there as a server. Oh, well, uh, I did not know that. Cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So working. by the time I was done with that, my ears were good. And by the time I got home, I... Yeah, well, and, no, no and, damage. And, and it's not like you go to concerts like every week or every day. I most you know. certainly do not. And this is my first one since pre-pandemic. I'm yeah, sure uh, your hearing will be D. okay. I want to go see them with my brother. I'm, and I think I'm seeing them again this year. I think Saber got us tickets for that. So really? So nice. we're going to the same show. Oh, maybe. When they're here? Yeah. Yeah, that's when I'm going to go see them. Fucking, we should fucking meet up and shit. Yeah. 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 Touch tips. Do It'll it. be great. Yeah, yeah be we great. might. We'll we do that anyway. <laughs> it's not like we haven't, oh, yeah, done, yeah, it. yeah. Not like we haven't done it before. Fuck. That's how we, that's that's how the three we of us gre- greet each, each other. other. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so we may as well move into nerd grabs. Yeah, yeah, I don't think we, wrap don't this shit we to, up. I don't think we have anything else to talk about on the Oscars. Um, I did think the hosts did, from what I saw, did a great job. The three hosts yes. for the Oscars. Amy Schumer, Wanda Sykes, and... Um, I'm sorry. Who was the other hosts? Futz Bumwaller over there. Uh, uh, Fatsina Bumwaller is another woman. It wasn't. Uh, but I don't remember who it was either. Uh, I didn't Futz, watch. To Futz, be fair. Futz is a gender. Regina nerd. Hall. Oh, okay. Regina Hall. Yes. They did great. Um, anyways. Yeah, nerd grabs. I can go first. I don't want to get rid of anything um, too major. I did get a new tattoo, though. You sure did. did. I sure did. By the wonderful Luke at Captive Elements up in Blaine, um, who's done most of our tattoos. And I dig it. Um, it's a, yeah, it's good. It's a raven sitting on top of a skull, which he redesigned for me, on top of an R, but it's the R from Ravenclaw. Um, from if you see if you see it spelled, spelled out. And then there's a blue uh, like watercolor behind it, and Luke freehanded all of the watercolor. Oh, dope. Wow. Um, and so he kind of made what I really dig about it is he kind of made the back part behind the raven's head look like a look like a raven look like a raven yeah. absolutely he did I yeah. love that I, yeah. I picked that out right away yeah, yeah. so did I uh, so he's just he's so fucking good um, and we talked about like extending this down he's like well let's see if we put anything else here down below it and then if we if we don't then we'll extend it but 
and he put it into the the Equius and a little touch in the Punisher there on the side. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so is it the same blue? Uh, no, no, because this not. is black and this is black and that's black. Not not that blue, the other blue, the coffee. No, it is a, he asked a different. Me if, he asked me if I wanted the same color blue, and I said no. I wanted something darker. Okay, because uh, Ravenclaw is a little bit darker. There's sure. a there's a Facebook group that I, I I keep thinking I should invite you to, but I'm not sure how you'll take it. <laughs> um, because I think at your core you'll really appreciate it because you are a fan of, of Punisher as a comic and you understand him and you understand the character. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there is uh, there can be some uh, bootlicker bashing. Oh, uh, but it's the the group is people with it's something like people with Punisher skulls who the Punisher would definitely punish or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and like a guy came in and was like, I thought this was going to be a group about like fat guys uh, wearing Punisher shirts, not like. You know, the people just bashing on the right, and we're like, "Well, you found yourself in the wrong group, son. We're leftists. Get out." <laughs> um, Oddly, I th- I think there there might be a poster too that you'll be like, but I think uh, on the whole, you would enjoy it. Um, yeah, yeah. So I really dig it. It's really cool. It's on the bottom part of my forearm. Top post on my on my timeline today. Um, so I yeah, I fucking Luke is so good. And I, I really like I, I can never cheat on him again. I can't wait for him to fix this shit. Yep. No, I, that's fair. It's right now at the itchy, peely stage, so. It's mm, the best. Hey. I hate that stage of tattoo getting. Especially when they're big. When they're small, no big deal, but when they're big like this. And the hair growy backstage. Um, the hair growy backstage. That that's right. sucks. I think that's all I got for nerd stuff mm-hmm. in the past since we recorded last. Yeah. 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 I can go next. That's fine. Um, so, as mentioned before, I got a Switch. Sure. Uh, and so I'm starting to collect games. And so I just started playing. Uh, and I'm sorry, guys. I know I'm way behind the times on this. Tetris. Started playing Hades. I, you know, you're not actually that far behind. Oh, shit. No, I'm not too far behind, but, but uh, a little bit. Compared to the Switch game I just started playing. Which one? Uh so I was never into this. I didn't follow the show. I never, like, I, I was more of a Pokemon guy. Uh, the Digimon Digital Cyber Sleuth yeah. game. You forgot to talk about Halo. Nice. Anyways, we'll talk about it next episode. Yeah, because yeah, then we'll have, we'll, have two epi- we'll have two, three episodes to go through. Yeah. 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 Right. Uh, we'll have that and Moon Knight. So, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, so I just started playing through uh, Hades, and um, I'm a fan of roguelikes. But this is a roguelike that is... Explain roguelike. Uh, Okay. (laughs) Sorry for those who are uneducated. Uh, So roguelike is a a type of game uh, that uh, every time you die, um, it changes a little. Uh, So it has to do with like procedural generation sort of thing. Neat. Um, So it it is challenging. um, And so it's a little bit like... Dark Souls in that aspect, okay. where when you die, you come back, and you have you have to kind of. Um, there are always things you keep and things you, you, you lose. You lose, and you don't um, get to yeah. choose. And you, well, it's well. There's some things that are permanent. Things that you get to keep for permanent, right? Um, but yes, sometimes. But it's a it's about kind of working your way back up again and and cool. figuring figuring things yeah. out a little bit more yeah. each time. That Returnal game that I was oh, playing, yeah, that, that's, yep, that's that's a roguelike. Okay, um, and and I am not a huge fan of them, but that one I I was really 
digging because of the the story. But it got really hard. But now a, a friend of mine who I, who I <laughs> believe of. listens to the show, uh, Mike, um, he is he's like, all right, I'm, I'm. It turns out I'm really good at this game, and I'm ready to fucking help you get past your 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 shitty spot. Let me explain to you my uh, my long pedigree of love for uh, roguelikes. The first video game that I ever truly fell in love with that wasn't of the big three, so Sonic, Mario, or Pac-Man, mm-hmm. uh, Toe Jam and Earl. Sure. <coughs> yeah. Sure. Toe Jam and Earl Absolutely. was, was uh, I fell in love with that game. Loved it so much. I, and it's brutal. It's fucking brutal as like an eight-year-old. Uh, I, I got the uh, the the remaster a couple of years ago and, and played through it all the way through and it was the first time I'd ever beaten the fucking game and I was like oh so this is what this feels like <laughs> awesome <laughs> twenty years of my life finally comes full circle um so yeah like I am a died in the wool diehard roguelike fan and Hades is brutal it is a punishing fucking roguelike um. But it's fun, and the story is great, and they don't punish you for for dying. They just like it's challenging without being souls like, in my opinion. Because souls, it, I feel like souls games tend to just punish every little <laughs> tiny mistake that you make. Whereas like Hades, it feels like yeah, you get punished for your mistakes, but it's okay. You can do it again. Yeah, and a lot of the punishment in roguelikes is the the RNG. Uh, random number generator, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And, and, and in that what your pickups are on your next round are also random. So sometimes you'll get just what you need to get past that 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 shitty spot, but then you'll have like four or five times where you'll be getting <coughs> butt kiss, and 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 a lot of that is where I, um, right where I seethe. Sure, I get that. Um, the nice thing about Hades is that there's a little bit of there's a little bit of strategy in that random number generator sure. in that like you get choices for the things that you pick up. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, you can you can strategize a little bit more. And I like <coughs> that. Um, strategy. I was just about yeah. to lock uh, box. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, that's what I've been doing. That's my nerdy thing right now. Nice. Hades. Nice. I got an Xbox Series X. Again? Did I talk about that? No, we just got it. No, but you got one. No, he was gonna get one. Oh, was, that's right. He was. I was. Gonna I, get one. I was at the point where I just got a job, so I'm now. Yep. Now you have I, it. I, so now I have it. So Saber and I bought it together. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, oh, so right now lives at. Cute. Yeah. So right now lives at her place, but uh, um, she's going out of town for a few weeks. So I'm gonna bring it home. It's <laughs> <laughs> um, a weird split custody thing. <laughs> exactly. It's very cute. Um, yeah, it's. The, the Series X is much better than the Series S, I have to say. Um, so. Oh, that's right. You got a Series S before. That's yes, right. I did. Um, well, like when it first came. Like I got yep. it like release day. Yeah. Um, and I, I didn't care you for didn't it. didn't care for it. Yeah, we it talked was, about this. Because the 500 gigabyte storage on an all digital system is stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's... Um, Goddamn. Uh, we, we played through... Uh, Across two weekends, we played through the entirety of a, of a fairly new game called The Ascent. Um, it is a cyberpunk, uh, twin-stick, Diablo-style okay. uh, RPG. Okay. Um, oh. Very cool. Very fun. Um, we argued a lot. 
because uh, you know there's because it was uh, Saber myself and, and and her kid. Um, so there was a lot of uh, dueling desires on what should what we should do next and when to level up and who gets what. <laughs> yeah. Yikes! But because um, <laughs> uh, I mean, like in Diablo, you can play that and everybody will be a different class. So everybody has different like item needs. Yeah. Um, and the nice thing about this game is that when you play it multiplayer, it's uh, it's communism. So if somebody okay. picks something up, everybody gets a copy of it. Oh, nice. Um, but that can also make it very tedious because, you know, everybody levels up at the same time. Everybody has the same gear, so everybody has to go through the menu, level up, re-equip stuff, sure. and then the next person has to do it, and then the next. And Yeah. Um, okay, sure. Uh, but it also has, like, transmogs, uh, so you can okay. make your armor look like other armor you've collected. Uh, so we were all in kind of these really cool, like, cyberpunk suits, and each of us had a different, like, goofy helmet on. <laughs> uh, yeah, very fun, and uh, I was very impressed that we beat it. It was not too long of a game. Okay. Like maybe 10 to 12 hours, something like that, because we just crushed through the main story. We didn't really side quest much. <coughs> um, yeah, that was our, our, our first uh, Xbox game. Mm. And it, uh, yeah, definitely looks like a little mini fridge. <laughs> <laughs> I nice. believe that. Is that it? I think that's it. Yeah, it's, yeah. that's well, my thing. Totally, for, totally forgot one thing I forgot to mention about the Oscars. Um, they had a lot of uh, fucking audio issues and lighting issues because was gonna, the thing that I thought of was with Juno was Elliot Page looked fucking like a vampire, very pale, and I, it, fucking in this day and age, fix that shit. It it just looks so bad. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't. He's only, not wrong. It I, wasn't I, only I him. There was there was other. Uh, things that just look bad, and the mics were horseshit. Like you heard all the pops and and jiggles and yeah, jiggles. the bleeps, the creeps, and the sweeps, and everything. And just do better. <laughs> also, pick better music for when people are interesting, interesting coming on and off, because sometimes it might be taken as the wrong way. They had some interesting selections of music. Okay. For people. Okay. Like, you don't play Tuttle's Africa for African-American people. Oh. I did not see that. Yeah. Who was it? I don't remember. And I was just well, like. that's not a It was just, just, just poor choices sometimes. So, let's do better. Ooh. Yikes. Yeah. Although, Sheila E. was killing it. Uh, although, it seemed like Sheila E. and Travis Barker were having a drum battle. Oh, yeah. I would watch that. I would watch a six-episode miniseries of Sheila E. and Travis Barker going to town on the drums with special guest stars. But Sheila E. doesn't really play the drum set as much. She plays more percussive. She plays like the tom, the, the, the tom. The toms. The, the toms. I thought there was a special term for it. But anyways. Maybe. Um, yeah, but anyways. It's kind of fun seeing them play together. Um, so anyways, that was it. Um, anything else? Anything coming up? Talk about? A winner is you is back. Yay! Wow, that was cool. <laughs> Spontaneity. That was neat. Uh, so by the time this episode comes out, the first episode should be released. Um, depending upon when you release this, maybe two. We're thinking um, we're going to release it probably tomorrow. Um, tomorrow, Friday. Um, Sweet. Anywhere uh, can they find that on the YouTubes? Uh, YouTube.com slash a winner is you. All one word. Um, yeah, we're, we're back. Uh, and We're back, baby. And uh, the first episode is going to be Ian uh, flailing his way through the beginning <laughs> of Elden Ring. <laughs> oh, no. He, he does okay. Does he? A lot better than Sekiro. Sure. Where he, it was tragic. 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, it. Uh, I'm, I'm very excited. So uh, we're going to be meeting back on the on the regular again. So nice. it should be coming out again. Yay. I think I'm going to submit uh, tomorrow to one more film festival, which is the Twin Cities Film Festival, which I missed last year. Mm. So I think it'll be its last film festival. So we'll, we'll see how it does. I don't know. It'll be a pick, but we'll just see how it does. Anyways, so yeah. Um, if that's all, this has been Best Threesome Ever, episode 149, brought to you by Heroic Goods and Games and Jaybird Wines. I'm Nick. I'm Rob. I'm Kevin. And we will see you next time. The views held here by the nerds of Best Threesome Ever do not directly reflect the views of nerds everywhere. <laughs>